Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Women Respect Tours podcast. I'm your host, Kay. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adrian and Wally. How are y'all doing? Doing all right, you know? Yeah, making it. That's great. That's great. Um, Again, this is the Women Respecters podcast, the number one women respecting podcast in the world. Um, We get together and talk about anime, sports, and video games, and most importantly, respect women and try to be wholesome. Um, We're about 17 episodes in with this one, so I I think we've been doing a good job of being wholesome and respecting women, you know? But, you know, that's something for the... What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we are yeah. always respectful to women. I always respect my wife. I know Wiley's mm-hmm. over there respecting his queen right now. And That's what I like to I know hear. Kay is working on respecting his queens out there. Yes, I am. I am. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, we're not, not going to get too deep into that. Uh, tonight we have a sports topic, specifically an NBA topic, uh, recently, the NBA announced it would be trying to do a restart to the a continuation, rather, to the NBA season. Um, for those of you that don't know, NBA with the coronavirus, the NBA had to take a pause along with most other things going on in the world where gatherings of over 10 people um, were, were outlawed in this country. And so the NBA has kind of been under the the sports world spotlight for like the last couple of weeks of will they start back? It has to be the NBA because the other sports, they they probably are going to be a little less less likely to start. So it won't be the NFL, it won't be the MLB, it won't be hockey, you know. So people have been looking for the NBA to be kind of the, the trendsetter for reopening during or post the quarantine or post the coronavirus even though it's kind of still going on, but kind of being like, kind of giving the world an example of what a public sporting event could be like going into this new post-corona world. Um, I, I think that's a, a good way to kind of summarize it. But the uh, the NBA has admitted 22 teams. Um, you all just like chime in if I miss anything. 22 teams to uh, restart the the season and have kind of like just play out play out a certain amount of games and then they will have the playoffs which will be the same traditional east versus west format um currently they're looking to do it at walt disney world down in orlando and they're going to have like a bubble situation where the players are in hotels and you know nobody leaves the bubble um so that if anybody does come down with the virus it isn't spread so yeah, that's gonna be the whole situation. Um, did I miss anything? No, um, no, you you got the. I mean, the you said it's uh, a certain amount of games. I believe it's eight games that they're gonna play. But okay. um, basically, yeah, you, you you hit everything else on the head. Cool. So you know, being as we all kind of watch basketball in varying degrees, we kind of wanted to give our opinions on this. So we kind of you know. We're just going to start with our general feelings about it. Uh, do y'all think this is a good thing or a bad thing, well, given, think, like, the whole pandemic situation? I mean, I think it's cool. I'm I'm ready for sports to get back and everything, so I'm all for it. I, I don't think they needed eight games, per se, like, to get everything back situated and everything. I thought, you know, because, you know, 
obviously they want to get some games just for people that want to get that have playing opportunities and everything else. My yes. my theory is, you know, they're trying to get those extra games for the money wise because you know mm-hmm. they're trying to get the Pelicans, you know, a little time to get up to that eight spot so everybody <laughs> can see LeBron versus Zion. And they can go back and see B.I. and Zoe versus their old team because that's going to bring in a lot of money. If they, You know, that's going to be a big series. People are going to want to watch because it's going to have a lot of headlines. So I think that's the real reason they want to have more games because, in my opinion, you could have, like, three to five games, you know, get people back feeling like, you know, they're practicing and everything. Get those three to five games, get their bodies feeling, getting back used to the pace of the game, and then jump right into the playoffs. There's no need for anything more or less. Get that done just so we can get through, you know, the playoffs a little bit faster so we can get back to normal and cut less games out for next season. Yeah. Um, I was gonna I was gonna add real quick. I think they were saying that they have the T V deals where they need to have played at least seventy of the games for those deals to be okay or whatever, like with the different networks and whatnot. Yeah, um, and they're all, the people are speculating. I listen to like a lot of sports podcasts, and they're speculating that the NBA season might end up starting later because of this, rather than there being like games cut off, or they might have like a condensed season next year if they want to try to go back to the normal uh, schedule. I mean, but, that's what uh, I figured because you, I think even the lockout years, they didn't have seventy games, so. Mm-hmm. Like it is yeah. definitely because this year they're not gonna hit. I mean, this year they are gonna hit seventy. But even if they did the five game thing, they would have hit seventy. Because I think they said that um, every team's gonna play somewhere between like sixty four and sixty seven games. So you know, mm-hmm. all the playoff teams that actually get to play, they're gonna hit their. You know, they're gonna hit their seventy games regardless. So it doesn't matter. Right. Um, Wally, what are your your general feelings about the? Uh... The NBA returning. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like it's cool, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't feel like they probably should have been the first people to do it. Mm. Even though, I mean, that's what people are waiting for, I guess. I mean, wrestling yeah, and fighting but, still going on, so I mean, nobody's really looking for. It. I mean, fighting, yeah, but mm-hmm. wrestling is kind of like it seems like they they were going to do it regardless. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really make sense to have wrestling without fans, because it's just yeah. kind of like them talking to themselves. Basically. Yeah, I was watching my homie wrestler because he made AEW, and he was. I was watching. They were literally just wrestling in an empty, like, um, arena, and they just had the commentators going. It was like, you know, they had the intros. They come out hype and everything. It was like, how it's are you so, still? It's so be? awkward. Yeah, it feels really awkward. Just that's yeah. how UFC fights are too. It's kind of like. Just walking out into this uh, banquet hall or whatever, and you're fighting. Yeah. And it's I, feel like, I feel like not to get too off subject, but with the UFC versus the wrestling thing, it's like the UFC is more based on like the technical aspect of the fighting, where the wrestling is more about the show and like the the, the turn of the fight and all that stuff. So I feel like the UFC is probably like better suited to do without fans in wrestling, but I mean that's neither here nor there. We talking about basketball. Yeah, we talking about basketball. But, um, yeah, it's just like uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe they could have waited a couple more months. 
I mean, you might as well yeah. just forgot about the season, to be honest. Cause... No, you can't do that, though. You can't just forget about the season because you got to think there's still players like LeBron and everybody who are getting older, and that cuts out an extra year of him for, like, an opportunity to win a championship, especially with something as simple as, like, 80s are free agent next year, and you got to think Giannis is a free agent as well next year. So the Bucks need to do well so they can see Gian- so Giannis can want to stay because they don't do well. Do you know there's a good chance Giannis might leave? So there's other variables that play a part in it. So they couldn't just I mean, cancel the season altogether. They could leave regardless if they could do good or not. What'd you say? Because if you want to, there's a chance he can leave regardless. I know, but I'm saying, but enough. but they, it's not fair to take that chance away from him and be like, well, if they have a chance, they win the championship. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I want to stay and continue to I win. Mean, or, like I said, the LeBron think he's getting up there in years. Like, in Anthony Davis has about to be a free agent. Even if Anthony Davis resigns, that's taking another year off LeBron and other players who are older than that. Like, it's just, it's just canceling all that out. And that's not fair to them. It's not fair to the athletes to do something like that. I mean, but would it be fair for them to get sick? Cause, well, I'm saying, you know, no, I'm saying still... you said can't. I'm saying you can postpone it a few more months and then continue this same season. I just don't think it's fair to cancel the season altogether. I mean, the players are still getting paid. You can still potentially give them the season awards and whatnot. I mean, they're not getting paid for the games they're not playing. I thought they got paid, like, salaries. Um, They still get paid by the game. Because there was a thing they're talking about, like, um, what's going on? Because, like, around, like, 15 16% of the, um, the season won't be played. They said that the players stand to lose, like, over $600 million in salary. As of, like, entire league, all the players combined, they're, like, going to lose over $600 million because they're not getting paid. That's why a lot of those athletes were tweeting about it. Like, I hope some of you youngers, like, young and athletes hope you did well with your money you didn't just blow it off and hoping you were just living from game check to game check y'all were actually being smart with your money because see, they're not getting paid right now see this is the, the only issue i have with the you saying like it's not fair kind of thing is because i'm maybe i'm saying this because i'm more of a casual like sports fan ultimately this is all entertainment like the athletes get paid way more than your average or average person in other careers and, and fields and whatnot, you know, to play, let's say like, what is, would you say like 70% of the year, 70, 80% of the year, they're basically working and they're getting paid millions of dollars and whatnot. Like they're, they're going to be good at the end of the day. And I don't think championships define how great somebody is. But that does for a lot of people, though. So that's not... A lot of people compare people's legacies due to championships. So that... So that argument just kind of gets canceled with just saying that alone. I mean, the world supersedes sports. I know, but again, again, I don't argue that you should postpone it. I'm arguing that you shouldn't cancel it. It doesn't make sense to cancel. I know, like the pandemic's going on. But that doesn't mean you just cancel it. Everybody else, like, they're like, we'll just postpone. So the NBA should still just postpone. They don't have to cancel it because then that's just I feel like, like every single sports league should fulgur the uh, season. Like, it just doesn't make sense. How does it not make sense? It, it literally doesn't make sense. But like, that's not a reason. There's not no explaining. point continuing a season when we're supposed to be in the off season right now, basically. 
Yeah, but that still just like discredits their whole all the work they put in for this season. I mean, that doesn't matter. It it Being might not matter to matters. you personally, but it matters I mean, to the it, athletes. It, I, I'm Be- a fan of basketball. So I know that's why I said it might not matter matters. to you personally, Wiley. But I'm saying if LeBron James got coronavirus and he died, then. It would be like, oh, well, maybe we should have stopped doing this. And I mean, like, yeah, you're you're right, but uh, I'm saying th- that's why I said I'm cool with the postponing thing, not the canceling thing. You keep getting away from the canceling. I just I just don't agree I mean, with cancel it. It, it. They're still going to start another season in October, regardless. So. Well, they're starting in December. Well, I mean, exactly. So they're still going to have another season. There's yeah, I know, but that still over. discredits this entire year. So that's that's not like I said, that's not fair. To the athletes that put in the work, can you, I, y'all can say they're gonna be good pay wise, like blah blah blah, and they're gonna be good, but it's still this still a job to them. A lot of them put their their well their stuff in like that, like they they worked all season and just for it to be erased, like take away the fact that they make millions of dollars and do it the same hold, thing. Hold and on just, for a second, um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if we take a step back with this Corona thing, there are millions of people that have actually been laid off and fired and all types of other stuff that are no longer able to make money and no longer, you can't really find jobs right now because a lot of businesses aren't making the money they, they were making before because you people can't come into their store and buy stuff. You know, you have to be able to do stuff online through like deliveries and stuff like that. There's a lot of like regular everyday people that they worked hard every, every day and just got fired because their company couldn't, they couldn't afford to keep them on the payroll. So it's like, would you then say it's not fair to those people that they just like their whole livelihood is gone now? Yes, that's why people are already saying it's not fair. I understand it, but I'm like, it's not like they're just getting wiped off. Like, you know what? We're just going to erase you ever being here. Like, like as long as like the people that got laid off or like they're just like we're just gonna leave you off for a little bit and then you can come back when you come back. Like um for example, the a friend of the show Tessa, what they did to her, all they said was we're not having people come in right now. So she was like, okay, well blah blah, blah. I can't come in. I'm not making money. But then when her shop opened back up, they brought her back. So I'm like that's more similar to that situation rather than just being completely wiped off. Like canceling it be like you know we're just gonna shut down the store you know leave everything else wipe all the employees out and it's like they don't have nothing to come back to so it's like all that other stuff is just for nothing whereas now it's like they still coming back to something they just had to wait a little bit which is more fair you have movies that were supposed to be coming out during this time supposed to be filmed and you had all types of other stuff that that got delayed not canceled yeah but that's what i'm saying Uh, delayed not canceled so you just made my point right there, Kate, by saying the, with the movies and stuff is like, because I'm okay with it being delayed. I just don't want it to be completely canceled. I think the difference here between a sports a sports league and other things is they do it season by season. You know, where there's always going to be another season, unless the league goes bankrupt or something like that or something or. Even if we were to break out into like World War Three and there was just no basketball or anything for like five years, there would eventually be another season when the war was over. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's going to always continue. It's not like the players aren't going to have another opportunity to play. 
It's not like, but they're not in the within the same circumstances, though. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I brought up the AD yeah. thing and LeBron. That's why I brought up the Giannis thing. Look at even you look at the Clippers and how Kawhi and Paul George on they got two years left that eliminates mm-hmm. one of their years right there. That's what I'm saying. Like there's there's other circumstances to go along with just being like, oh, it's just another season. They'll get another one, but like some teams, this is like a key moment for them, but. So if you just erase that, that eliminates, that sets them back. Instead of helping them be stay in the same position that they're already in, you're actually setting some teams back, which isn't fair to those teams. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have to at least give them the I'm fair chance. I'm pretty sure the NBA would come up with something to help people keep the players that they're not going to be able to keep. But that's not a guarantee. We're, we, can't, mean, we can't guess on what is. We can just talk about what anything. we know right now. I mean, we really don't know much. Because we don't know what would happen if they would have canceled the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of different ways to look at this at the end of the day. Um, like, if, I mean, there's always, like Wally was saying, like, there's always a chance that people do get catch the virus with them restarting, you know, with Adrian saying it's like these players put in like endless hours grinding for an opportunity to play in an NBA championship. So it's kind of like, and then they're making these, these million dollar companies and organizations money doing so. And they kind of have those, those efforts kind of negated. I understand that on like a personal level. Um, I guess it's just, it comes down, you know, to ultimately, however, what perspective you want to look at it um, at the end of the day. Uh, I kind of didn't want to, I kind of wanted to move on to like another like aspect of the situation, if that's cool with y'all. Yeah. Um, So I watch, I listen to like a lot of sports podcasts. Um, I'm not going to say the network, you know, but, uh, I listen to like ESPN and Fox, so you can kind of figure out if you listen to both. But some people are saying that with if the NBA before this, if the NBA were to restart, this season would have an asterisk by it, or it wouldn't be like a legitimate thing. Like, what are y'all's feelings or opinions on like whether or not this is going to this should be treated as a legitimate uh, season? I mean, the players are still playing. Only way I can put an asterisk next to it is if, like, something crazy happens. The only way I see myself, because, like, people want to say the same thing about those lockout years, but at the end of the day, those players still had to go out there and play. So mm-hmm. I believe in, like, there's no excuses. You have to, you work with the hand you're dealt. The only, like I said, yeah. the only way I can, in using that same work with the hand you're dealt, only way I can arguably say that there will be an asterisk is if, like, a key player, like a key name, like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, or Paul George, somebody like that, if they, like, contract the coronavirus in the NBA Finals. Like, if you got it, like, at the, like in the key moments and somebody had that and they had to miss those 10 days, 10 to 14 days, then I would be like, yeah, that's an asterisk. But at the same time, it's hard to argue that because you can say the same thing with it being, like, an injury. Like last year, for example, when every like KD went down, then Clay went down. Everybody wanted to say it was the Ashers for the Warriors um, losing and the Raptors winning. They were like, "Well, all those injuries." And it's like at the end of the day, like they're still professional. You have to work with the hand you're dealt. So I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like that 
um, asterisk thing. I'm like, you have to, you still have to play the game. Yeah. So, uh, knock on wood. Um, I think it was like the Vikings or whatever in the NFL. There was like that year where the players went on the boat and then it's just like, and they ended up missing. So like they, they died or whatever. Like, I feel like if something like that happened where one of the teams that was going to be in the finals just had like their, a, a number of people on their starting lineup just like die or something for whatever reason, like, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to get into it because I don't want to speak that into existence. Yeah, I don't. Want, yeah, something like that. I thought happens, about that, but I didn't want to speak that into existence either. That's yeah. why I just said that they just so contracted I'm, it and moved on. Even if they can, yeah. like, I pray. Obviously, you pray for a recovery. But if something like that would happen, I'm like, that's the only way. But I still don't like that argument. But like, obviously, death is something completely different than just getting sick. Yeah. And if it it would have to be like a considerable amount of the the team. Yeah. Uh, on the other side in the championship for that to happen. Mm-hmm. No. Or like... Oh, the, be the team. It could just be the coach. It could be a coach. Yeah, that's true. It could be the coach. So the coaches are old people for the most part. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking is like... But the, for they some, have the rule that... The, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Kato, but they remember they were talking about the rule that um, if you're over, uh, what was it, 60, you're not allowed to sit on the bench with your team. Mm. See you later, Pop. Yeah, they were like, cause it, and I know a lot of coaches were upset because they were like, uh, obviously a lot of the coaches were older, and they were like, that gives an advantage to the other team because I can't sit there with my players and talk to them. I have to sit up somewhere higher away from people and basically like talk to them off a of radio like this is the NFL or something. Looks like the Raptors going back to the finals. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got a young coach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was about to say, yeah, um, I forget what I was about to say. Oh yeah, the other, only other thing I think would make it an asterisk for me um, is if for some reason they started a series, either a playoff series or a finals, and it just had to stop for like over a week because something happened. Like it could be anything. It could be like a government shutdown. It could be another outbreak of Corona. It could be whatever. It's just like, if something like that happens in any season, I think you kind of have to put an asterisk by it. Especially if like people come back off an injury or something and are now eligible to play. And I don't know. It's kind of that, that for me would make it an asterisk. But, uh, uh, Wally, did you give your, uh, how you feel about this being a legitimate season or not? I mean, whether it should, it's like a lockout season, basically. Yeah. But I mean, it's like I don't know. It's just it's just weird. But I mean, hey, yeah, this this what the world is right now. Um, I was starting to get irritated. You know what? I'm gonna say names. Rob Parker keeps saying this is gonna be a Mickey Mouse championship because they're playing in Disney World. But do you know who? Do you know the name you just named? Yeah, I know, but it, it's irritating. <laughs> it's irritating. It's like every time they have a guest on, because I just listen to it because I want to hear people talk about basketball. Because I don't, I don't watch it as much, so I try to listen to the, the commentary. Rob Parker worked for FS1, right? Yes, oh. uh, spot. I watch, listen to them on like Fox Sports well, Radio. It's like yeah. Disney owns ESPN, so oh, oh, it's, it's like all right, bro. What else? Yeah. Like. 
you gonna watch? So what that? What do you what are you saying that for? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, this doesn't count, especially if LeBron wins. It's like get out of here, man. And that's what I was talking to one of my homeboys about. I said, um, I know a lot of what's called Jordan stands are gonna like you know you know you got the LeBron stands, the Jordan stands, and the Kobe stands. None of them mm-hmm. can just appreciate all three of them are great. They all got to compare them. Like for example, I'm sorry to go off topic a little bit. Before I was talking, my homeboy asked me a question. He's like, "Who would you who do you think's better?" Blah, blah blah. And I was like, "I don't like to compare like." Players like that, I compare at position. I don't like comparing just players all together and different, all that other stuff because I just like to admire their greatness and everything. But he was like, you don't think this going to, like, take away from LeBron's greatness? I was like, if he wins, I was like, no. because And I know, because he's a big Jordan fan. I was like, and I know what you're trying to get at because you love Jordan. I was like, you don't have to knock LeBron to upgrade Jordan. I was like, he already 6-0. He don't, his resume speaks for himself. Knocking LeBron <clears throat> isn't going to make his resume better. So you can just be like, yeah, if LeBron wins, that's going to be crazy. Or just say there's an asterisk. Because, like, you don't think it's going to be an asterisk if somebody else wins. Like, if Kawhi wins, you're going to be like, wow, LeBron couldn't even beat Kawhi in this situation. <laughs> but if LeBron wins, you're going to say, wow, it doesn't count because there's a, the circumstances. So I was like, I just already <clears throat> see it in my head with NBA Twitter, everything that's about to go down, and I'm not looking forward to it because everybody always feels they have to compete and compare and tear down the other players. I'm yeah. not looking forward to that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's legitimate. Because like you said earlier, it's they're doing what they... They're working with what they can. Yep. How you put it. It's like, it is what it is. Like, the season stopped in the middle, which is a different thing and it's happened in most other seasons. So, it's, it's like, you know what? They're They're working with what they can. Like, it's everybody. It's not just one team got paused and everybody else kept playing. It's literally, it's literally. Uh, what happened? It's literally the entire league got shut down. So it's everybody's at an equal playing field. Like everybody has to get reacclimated to like the team game and whatnot, and they have to do like to play to what is it eight games mm-hmm. to, to and to see where everybody's going to be seated, and then they have to go through the playoffs. It's like it's not like you're giving any one team an advantage. So it's kind of like, it's still a fair contest in a way. Yeah, it definitely is a fair, like even those bottom teams, they're still getting a, um, a chance. Like look at the, like they said, the eighth and ninth seed are within four games apart. They have to do that playing match because they want to make it fair because like, if there was 82 games, instead of it being like 70 something right here, the other team, mm-hmm. the eighth seed could go on a losing streak and the ninth seed could go on a winning streak, and guess what? They could flip. But because we're not getting those situations, we're only getting eight games. If they're within four games of each other and they could uh, it could be an argument made that one team could like take over the other one, they gotta play that playing game. And to mm-hmm. make it fair, the ninth seed has to and I'm sure you saw that like the ninth seed has to win two games, the eighth seed has to win one game. Man, I'm I'm gonna spark some controversy. If Zion wins the chip, I'm calling it the asterisk. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. That young Pelicans team is really good. They got a really good... And what makes me even matter, I know Wiley knows it too, that boy Zoe was cooking before all this went down. He finally like started like just cooking. 
He was getting like 27-7. He was doing his thing, playing defense, being a good point guard. He was finally understanding, like, the, he was getting a feel for his shot, understanding when to attack and when to, like, what's called facilitate. He was starting to figure out the point guard in the NBA game. And then all this stuff goes down. And it's like, golly, that man was balling. And he was shooting like seven three or something a game. And he was still shooting like up like a good a really good percentage. I don't remember the exact percentage, but I know he was shooting really good. And Camille Wilder was talking about like how he had been balling out, but then all this stuff went down. So now we don't know. I hope he can come back and still ball out. Cause yeah. I'm I'm always rooting for Lonzo. There's an yeah. agenda going on in the media that doesn't want to give Lonzo Ball any credit. <laughs> Yeah, because they're like, cause they, everybody, because his dad hyped him up and everything, everybody wanted him to come in averaging 30 a game. And it's like, come on now. That's how it felt. He, he is a facilitator. And we like, people are worried about his jump shot. And I was like, yeah, his jump shot, it was it was struggling. But y'all not focused on the positive. He's shooting poorly. He's still a really, he's still, at all the point guards, I, I would say he's a top four to five defender in the league at all the point guards. He's still mm. a top like top five point guard defensively defensive wise and everybody still praises his IQ and his like passing ability, his vision. Everybody still yeah. praises all the people that play with him. They always be like, yeah, he's a great passer. He's an amazing passer. He just can't figure out his jump shot. And it's like, so he's still an amazing passer, still an amazing defender. The only thing that y'all are worried about is the fact that his jump shot is broken. And it's like, Y'all focus on he the wrong time thing. To figure that out. Yeah, I'm like, he has time to figure his jump shot out. I said Kawhi wasn't a great shooter coming in. Everybody knows MJ wasn't a good shooter coming in. Like, three-point-wise, he was shooting the mid-range. Like, excuse me. A lot of players, a lot of top athletes aren't great shooters coming in. I know a lot of people expected it because Lonzo was, like, shooting, like, almost 40% or 40% from the three in UCLA. But it's, like, it's a different game. It's a mental thing. He'll overcome it, and he was balling out. That's so, but that Pelicans team gonna be scary. Drew Holiday yeah. still there too, a great defensive. They're gonna be so good defensively. They got Zion, uh, Brandon Ingram is a good fit because he doesn't have to have the ball in his hand. And then once Hayes start playing, like figuring himself out because he's a super athletic center. I'm high on the Pelicans and I'm high on the Hawks. I don't care what people say. I'm, I'm high on the Hawks. They still losing a lot, but I'm really high on them that they're gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess kind of going along with that, with with this conversation, who do y'all think? It's a two part question. Who do y'all think is going to make it to the finals, and who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Miami Heat, Celtic Nation, mm-hmm. baby. Nah, okay, uh, I got both so in the East. I got uh, uh. I want to say the Bucks, because, I mean, it's the Bucks. But, yeah, Bucks coming out the East. and uh, I mean, you say it's the Bucks, but, I mean, we've seen Giannis these last three years. Hey, it's been looking spooky for that man. You had, yeah, it's, like, it's been looking spooky for that man. We're going to see how he does this year, but it's been looking spooky. And... Uh, for the West, I don't know. I got the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a good old-fashioned Celtics-Lakers traditional finals. I'm mm. rude. I, I see LeBron making it this year. 
I see him and AD being able to overpower the Clippers. Um, and even though the Clippers are deeper and have more depth, I just they don't have a they the the Clippers have great you know like they have the great wings and stuff. Like their guard play isn't like too crazy or too spectacular. Mm-hmm. And big man wise, they have, you know they have Mon- they have what's it called Montrez Hero and everything and Zuba, but neither one of them are really like AD style. So it's like the Clippers have the wings, but the Lakers have the other parts. So I was like, I, I I just don't see the Lakers losing that series. And I also, you know, got to stay home to my Celtics, especially because that boy Tatum was balling before everything went down. Man was yeah. averaging like 31 points a game on 50% shooting. He was, he was like 50, 40, and 88 or something like that. He was cooking. God, Lee Jason Tatum is going to be so good. Yeah, so I definitely want the Wizards to get bounced in the first round. They're not they making it. They're not even going to make it. Oh, Garbage. okay. I, I don't want them to make the. Yeah, get them out of there. You're a Wizards fan talking about get them out of there. Hey, hey, I'm also a Redskins fan, and I talk crap about them. So <laughs> the Wizards, they've disappointed me for too long. Yeah. John Wall needs to go. Maybe Bradley Bill needs to go. Why Maybe no, Bradley Bill is good with him. But the Wizards are what they like five and a half games behind. They're five or five and a half, somewhere around there, games behind. And there's only eight games. That means they're gonna have to win. They're basically gonna have to win out and hope like what's called Brooklyn loses out. Or Orlando too. Brooklyn or Orlando. But Brooklyn might struggle too. You know, Kyrie and Katie, you know. But we're gonna see how they go, even though they work well together. You know, if they lose out and y'all win? What do you what do you think they what do you think your chances of winning really are? And they pick the eight yeah. game. Uh, how are they doing? Like the eight games? Is it just like randomized, or is it like they're gonna play the people in the east and they're gonna play the people in the west? Mm, yeah, I don't I don't know how they're. Yeah, doing because what if the Wizards get like they get a bad thing? They like Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, Miami, and then <laughs> Lakers, Clippers, <laughs> Rockets, and somebody. You know what I mean? Like that's that's who y'all gotta go through to make it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Eastern Conference Finals. I want it to be maybe the Raptors and the Celtics. Uh, I don't know. I, I like those teams. I, I don't know where, where that puts Milwaukee. Like, obviously, they wouldn't get there. But I would like the 76ers to get to the finals. But I feel like they'd definitely lose if they got there. And I feel like the Bucks, the kind of the same thing might happen. Cause I don't know, man. As far as what I know about the Bucks, it's really the Giannis, the Giannis show. I mean, and Chris Middleton's there. He was a 50, 40, 90 person guy last okay, year. Well, you know, maybe he could. Okay, you, but when you take them two out of the game, I guess you have the Lopez brothers. I mean, they're not really doing anything crazy. Brooke Lopez was stretching the floor, and made a good shot blocker, and he, you got Drew Bledsoe over there. What team in the East do y'all think is the best built? to win a championship in the East. I think it's either Celtics or Miami. I know that's not a um, popular opinion, but those are the two people. People like Philly, but Philly's not built with enough shooters for me. With J.J. Yeah. Redick leaving, that really hurt them. Yeah, they got Josh Richardson and they got Tobias Harris, but they also got three other people in the paint. Because mm-hmm. whenever they – I know they've been messing around with their lineup. They're like, sometimes they'll start Horford, sometimes they won't. 
And like if they have Horford starting, then they got Horford and Bede and Ben Simmons on the floor together. You don't want Horford and Embiid shooting a ton of threes. They don't want to shoot a ton of threes because they've already made it clear that they're like, they'd rather be in the paint. Embiid doesn't want to sit there and shoot threes all game. He's frustrated that he has to, but he said he has to because of spacing-wise because Ben Simmons yeah. isn't going to be out there shooting. Cause I remember there was one play um, when the season was still going on. They had, they had Ben Simmons on the right block. They had Embiid posting up on the left block, and they had Horford at the elbow. And I was like, this is disgusting spacing. Because all y'all are just sitting here, and they can like you can have a couple people guard all y'all at the same time. And they can all help. So I, mm-hmm. I with that being a weakness of the seventy six, I gotta take them out. The Bucks, I like them, but Giannis's jump shot has to be more consistent for him to. Because we've seen it happen the past two three years. They they build a wall and they're like they make Giannis shoot and make his teammates beat them, and mm-hmm. like Chris Middleton shows up. But he has to depend on everybody else to show up at the same time. And I just don't think they have uh, – like, they're, they're a really good defensive team. But when they build that wall, I don't I don't see much that Giannis can do unless he's, like, really hitting his jumpers that day. And I think people are going to live and die off of Giannis' jumper, you know what I mean? So, and I just see that the Celtics in Miami Heat, like, from top to bottom, like, they have good – they both teams have really good um, bench depth. Both teams have, like, a really good wing player, which I feel like you need in the league today with Tatum and um, Butler. They both got um, the, you know, decent defensive center. Like, Bam's a really good underrated um, center. Daniel Thice is also um, underrated because he's been able to – I don't think – if you if you don't watch the Celtics, you don't really see his effect. He's stretching the floor, been a good stretch shooter, and he's doing really good at um, shot contests. He might not. He's he's not doing getting a lot of block shots, but he's doing. Remember, like twenty sixteen, Tim Duncan, when they were like he wasn't blocking a lot of shots, but he was affecting a lot of shots. It's yeah. something like that, like where he's affecting shots. He might not necessarily be blocking them, but he's affecting shots, and that's all that you know. That's all I need on my team. You don't got to get a lot of blocks. I don't care about your stats and then, and if you're affecting a shot, making a miss, and then securing the board, that's all I need. And then yeah. with Jalen Brown starting to step up, Kimba working in together, I'm like. I just see those two teams as the most complete teams in the East. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, uh, mainly because the Raptors won, I'd probably say them. Uh, I feel like they have enough experience. Like, I feel like because the Celtics team is mostly young and they haven't been to the finals yet, I feel like they might get there and might be a little shook. Because, you know, like, same with, like, the Super Bowl if it's your first time being there, a lot of team, a lot of players just don't show up. A lot of people like are nervous or whatever it is in the beginning. You know, like we saw Cam Newton get to the the, the Super Bowl and he was playing like he was half of himself. You know, a lot of players for some reason, like your veterans, they show up in the, when it gets to the finals. I feel like because the Raptors were just there last year, they'll have the comfort playing on that that kind of stage. Um, yeah, I feel you, but I just don't think they have enough like star power. Like Siakam's cool, Siakam's yeah. coming into his own, but uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like that scoring low, like their defense is gonna be straight, but they need somebody to carry that scoring low. Like you, like if you remember mm-hmm. last year in the finals, there'd be games where Kawhi literally just had to take over the game and like yeah. take over the scoring low, and they don't have that guy there this year. It's like 
Siakam, you can't be a backseat guy. You have to be the one. If your team needs you to go get 40, you have to go get 40. And then you're going to have to have your your second star, whether it be Kyle Lowry step up or Fred Van Fleet step up. They might need to bring throw in 20, 30 as well. And I just don't see them having like that number one and number two guy be able to step up yeah. at the same time. It's definitely going to be tough for whoever comes out the East. Um, it feels like every team is – well, I don't know about the Heat, but a lot of these teams are kind of missing something. Uh, we're missing a, I don't know, because Bam is cool. Like, I feel like he should be power forward, not a center. But we definitely no, are no, missing no. somebody. He needs Actually, to stay we're missing a power forward. That's what we're missing. Because uh, Kelly Olenek, you're cool, <laughs> I guess. But he don't be getting no boards. He can't even. Yeah. You can't rely on him for. Put him at the four. You know, make him a stretch four. You know. It's a Meyer Leonard four. is cool too, but I mean, he's that's not another really, tall. He's like he's not defensive. Yeah, that's that's the only thing is I agree with that. Y'all need a y'all need that power forward that can switch on everything. Like that that's the that's the cool thing about having Bam. Like that's why I say he needs to stay center because having a center that can switch around on people. And still do it all. Like that's that's something that's valuable. That's the one thing Crazy. I like. It's almost like we need Giannis. Yeah, Giannis to the Heat, man. No, I, I think that I don't think that would work as well though, because like I feel like that still cold. mess up y'all spacing a little bit. Could that force like Bam's working on the shot, but he's gonna have to get better at his shot. Jimmy Butler is a better mid range shooter than a three point shooter. So with Giannis being there too, I just feel like that's gonna mess up y'all spacing, and then. Y'all move the well, ball I mean, around well. Kind of, Bam stayed at the three point line for most mm. part. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like y'all move the ball around well. I just feel like when you, if you add somebody of that caliber, like you watch when Giannis play, like that's gonna that's gonna take it away. Like it's gonna take away y'all's real good ball movement because you know Jimmy Butler plays unselfish. He's like he's cool getting yeah, his yeah. fifteen. I don't, between. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Mm. You know who y'all need? Y'all need Anthony Davis. No, y'all need to trade us Bam so that we can have a better switching lineup. Bro, oh, my God. If we had somebody – I mean, Daniel Tice is so good. Yeah, he's cool so. for his role, but we had, like, a Bam. <laughs> we, I don't think so. We Very would switch nice. everything. Uh-huh. Imagine that. Smart uh-huh. whenever Kim was sitting up, smart at point guard and Jalen Brown, um, uh-huh. what's it called, Jason Tatum, and whoever we have put there, Gordon Hayward, whoever we put there, and then Bam uh-huh. right there, everybody is switching everything. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Oh, Thank my you. goodness. We're fine. <laughs> Kimba Walker, yeah, Romeo Langford, and a second-round pick for Bam. What, Kimba? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Gordon Hayward, Romeo Langford, and a second-round pick. Nah. Mm-hmm. I feel you want like an uh, all-star for a second-round pick? I'm giving Not you Romeo it. Langford, a young two-guard who was a really good scorer, who is developing yeah, still. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, you gotta, you gotta, he's developing, you still get a second-round pick. Bam Adebayo, a young player as well? Yeah. That future? Why would they give all-star. him? I mean, because we got a young player, we're giving you a young player, a young player, we're giving you a star caliber player. Yeah. And He's a we're player you a that pick. works for them right now. Oh, why, would, why would they give We're giving up? you three for one. No, thanks. Great, no, great thanks. deal. You know what? No, F, it. We'll, F it. We'll no. throw in Carson Edwards and Traymond Waters, too. Whoa. No, thanks. But you got to throw us Kendrick Nunn. 
No. Actually, not even Kendrick Nunn. We don't need Kendrick Nunn. You got to throw us, um, what's his name? Uh, God. I can't even think of the guy. Oh, Tyler Hero. Whoever it is, it's no. Tyler Hero. Got to throw us Tyler Hero. Hey, yo. What you're, what you're messing up is you didn't throw in that Wanamaker. Yeah, you got to throw in Brad Wanamaker, too. If it has <laughs> it's to be, though. It's too late. You already made your deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah. on uh, my league, when you make too many deals, they'd be like, nah, nah, yeah, we're not interested. Take a break. Yeah, you're not, you're not interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like if the Heat want to win a championship, uh, they need a better power forward and Jimmy Butler needs to be selfish. But they lose more whenever he scores over 15. Well, that's because he don't do enough scoring throughout the game. Like, he'll score, like, 20 in, like, three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, he'll just start passing the ball. Until the crunch time. That's Yeah, he'll be trying to get... I I really... Like, when he played with the 76ers, I was like, this guy is different. Because he would take over the game. He don't really be taking... Well, he took over some games. Let me not say he don't be taking over games. But that was like towards the beginning of the year. Like, when the year started going on, it was like he would get more passive. And I'll be like, all right, that's cool. Because you letting you you letting the young boys eat. But it's like... I feel like when he's going to play better in the playoffs, though. Good, they're, they're, they're not playing good because like, they're still rookies at the end of the day. Well, yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he... has a bad game. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, he he waits until a minute and fourteen seconds to take over the game. Like, bro, please, I needed you to do this seven minutes ago when Kendrick Nunn was chucking. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but you got to think it makes sense at the same time. I like, like I said, I feel like he'll do it. He'll he'll be more a takeover mode in the playoffs. But right now, he wants to see how the being like got a feel for your team. But like, I want to see how y'all are gonna do in these moments to see if like obviously I mean, the he did say doing. something like that. Actually, yeah, so that whenever people like, man, he has to see how the young bulls are going to do. Right do. If they need, but man, he gonna have to lean on them. He's gonna need, need to, to lean on the like youngest. Dragons. That's what we need to be like. You see, Dragons be having like six, six assists, and they all come in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Twenty nine point six assists. That's what I need. But Jimmy Butler gets boards and yeah. plays defense. So I mean, I, I don't know. Defense. He's he's cool, but I just I need Philly Jimmy Butler. That's what I need. Yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have to be like that because he actually has like shooters, a, a better team. So I mean, yeah, like it's that's the that's the crazy <laughs> thing. It's a better team, but with not a, not but it's not better it's talent. Not talented. That's it, all. Yeah, it's not better talent. It's just better team. Ben Simmons and. Joel Embiid and JJ Reddick. That's that's crazy. That's a crazy five right there. Yeah, it's but it's there. like, but it's just they their spacing is so bad because of Embiid and Simmons because of Ben Simmons really that just messes everything else up. She can shoot. That's why shoot. I mean, but Ben Simmons can control the game so much without even needing the shot. That's why I keep saying he doesn't need to be in Philly. He needs to be put in a Giannis type role. And if you put him in a Giannis type role, Ben Simmons is an MVP. Like Calvin player. Listen, if Ben Simmons was on the Warriors, if Ben Simmons on the Warriors or Ben Simmons on well, the Rockets actually, look, instead of even um, better, if Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons is on the Warriors, the Warriors are winning a lot of championships. 
Cause you got you gotta have a crazy team. Yeah, cause you need you need that. Um, was like you put Ben Simmons in the Draymond Green role instead of Draymond Green. It's crazy. Cause Ben Simmons is an elite defender too. Or like I said, you just put him on the Rockets and instead of Westbrook, cause Westbrook's thriving because he's not having to shoot threes. He's playing much better. All he has to do is worry about slashing to the paint, grabbing boards, and playing defense. He doesn't have to worry about shooting at all because everybody else on the court can shoot. So he the paint's wide open. Nobody's in the paint. If you put Ben Simmons on like the Nuggets, that would be pretty crazy too. Yeah, because uh, Jokic don't need to be in the paint, so that's wild. Or like on the um, the Timberwolves, because Cat's an elite three point shooter too. Like and any, t- basically any team. Yo, I was just thinking about the Warriors team because they got Andrew Wiggins. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yo, if the Warriors ran a pick and roll of Andrew Wiggins and Ben Simmons, that would be crazy. Yeah. But I still like the Timberwolves comparison better because you got to think he got D'Lo and Cat and Cat's a better Cat's a better center than anybody on the Warriors have and he's a you know he's a still a, a really good shooter and D'Lo is still a really good point guard that doesn't need the ball in his hand. You know how they've been trying to form the D book D'Lo and Cat um trio. They need to make it a quartet and add Ben Simmons in there. They don't got the money for that. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what team has like the most money to sign people like when it's time for them to be free agents but but the thing is cat and d-lo are already good together it's just booker signed that he signed the deal he pulled a mellow and signed the deal so he's stuck so he's not going to be available when they're available man Devin booker is my guy man yeah he's if, such a good scorer I, if, man listen when when he gets something around him Besides DeAndre Ayton and Ricky Rubio, it's going to be a problem. What if he gets Giannis? Hey, Giannis hey, hey. What he needs, hey, they need hey, to go hey, ahead. Hey, hey, Trey hey. Trey Rubio. We, Tra- we discussing something else now. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Rubio for <laughs> a better power forward. Yo, that's crazy. And then get go out the LaMelo. Had the LaMelo, D-Book, Mikael Bridges, and what's got DeAndre Ayton lineup. It didn't grow. I feel like uh, whatever team gets, well, I, I don't know. You think Lamelo number one pick? Depends on who gets the pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was about to say. Uh, yeah, because there's no definitive number pick, one bro. pick this year. There's like four or five players that you could see going number one, and it's all depending on what team gets the number one pick. Depending on the team that gets the number one pick, it can go anyway. I feel like we, we should have a we're gonna have a conversation about this closer to the draft. Oh yeah, but um. Bro, that Lamelo is different. Yeah, like Lonzo, he's a, like I don't want to say a generational point guard, but he's 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 a very talented point guard, and he's has a unique uh frame and size that allows him to play uh or guard one through three. Now Lamelo is like uh, I don't know, he's offensively gifted, and I feel like if he wanted to play defense, he could because. I mean, he's long and athletic to yeah. play defense. He's six. But, they have him man. at six seven, but Lavar said he's a legit six eight. Because when he, he, sta- he when he stands next to Lonzo, he's, he's taller than Lonzo. So he's different. Um, he's different. Mm-hmm. Whatever team gets that boy, my god! If the Knicks get him, I don't have a problem with that because then See. it's R.J. Barrett and Lamelo Ball. Yeah, I don't know. Same I don't way. want the Knicks to get him because it's just 
Uh, I, I don't need Lamelo be surrounded by eight cowboys. So the Pelicans can get him. Man, if the Pelicans get Lamelo Ball, that wouldn't work though as well. It, it would. It would look nice, but it's kind of like because eh, Lonzo's there. Like that's the general. Yeah, they don't. They don't because the the things that the the Pelicans mixing is like Jackson Hayes to step up. So they need a five. They don't need a one through four because their one through four is already elite. They got Lonzo, Drew Holiday, yeah. Brandon Ingram, and Zion. So bringing somebody yeah. like Lamelo would ruin it because unless you're running Zion at the five and Brandon Ingram at the four, so that's the only way. Yeah. But like, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want somebody like that on the team. Lamelo needs yeah. to go somewhere where he has a lot because Lamelo is like. Similar to like where Trey Young talks about to where he's like he's a better passer and an underrated passer, and people focus all about his scoring, but it's really his passing that's really elite. So Lamelo needs yeah, to go yeah. somewhere where Lamello. he has shooters around I mean, him so that I he can create it. shots for them. Uh, I kind of so we're getting we're getting kind of kind of long on this episode. I feel like we could uh, save some of this for when like the free agency thing happens. When I yeah, off season, we can like get back into more of this. Yeah, you know, because obviously y'all got a lot, y'all got a lot of opinions about this. And I like it. Man, listen, it's just like with uh, with NBA teams, it's cool to like think about like different scenarios, like what will work with them, because it, it's just like it's a lot of good players in the NBA. And yeah. sometimes they're just not on the right team. That's just what it is. Yeah. A lot of so times. Like, Philly like definitely didn't need time. to draft the people they drafted, but they did it. And I mean, they just went with the best talent. Best yeah. available. They could have you they could have they could have easily traded those picks back, which yeah. is the crazy part about it. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, it don't really be happening they like that. They drafted three centers in a row. Of, this is so, it's so crazy that they do that. <laughs> like you don't you don't need to do this. You know that, right? People want this pick. You don't have to, have to pick the top center. Three I'm centers. telling you right now, you don't need your little Okafor. They took and being Okafor and Nerlens the way they back took to back to back. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's up with them? They're like we always go with best available. Why they were running? Man, if folks would have like not had a messed up shoulder when he was there, I feel like if folks was there with uh, Ben Simmons and Embiid and Jimmy Butler, they might have made it out of that. Uh, they might have made it to the final. Yeah, folks turned out to be what he was supposed to, and he didn't get messed up. Yeah, that would have been nice, but he didn't, and instead, you know, yeah. they they're where they are. I just want to look yeah. back at those drafts. We gotta, we gotta do an episode. We, we, we look gotta, back at we, some we of the drafts. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do an episode where we look Free back agency. at the drafts when these people. The what were they thinking? We we should just look at the last uh, twenty NBA years. Draft. Like, I'm gonna write that in my notes. Yeah, last twenty okay. years. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of strange things happening. Like when the Timberwolves drafted two point guards and neither one of them were That's that was like twenty twenty ten. 2011 or that 2009. No, that's yeah, that actually was 2009 because that was Steph's rookie year. 2009. All right, so they could have had Steph, and they didn't pick him. So I was like, all right, that's cool. But mm-hmm. then they doubled down and got another guard that wasn't Steph, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. 
<laughs> and that other guard is not playing in the NBA anymore. He played three seasons? Yeah, Johnny Two Flynn seasons? didn't last. And then Ricky Rubio still had his contract over there in Spain. so he Ricky couldn't... Rubio said, I'm not coming over there until y'all get some shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. so... But, uh, yeah. They really spent the first round pick on a 5-9 point guard. Boy, if that was my team, I'd be hot. Yeah, because you got to think, instead, they could have had Steph, they could in DeMar DeRozan, they could have had Steph and Drew Holiday, they could have had, <laughs> it was like there's other, there was just, there's countless things they could have had, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You could have traded the pick. You could have traded the pick. You I'm heard. pretty sure somebody wanted that pick, bro. Somebody <laughs> wanted it. Like, I don't know, I I know, I know we gotta like cut the episode, but, but we're getting upset about it, this work, <laughs> bro. The NBA is like it's a great league, but when it comes to like the drafts, teams are really stupid as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and the crazy thing is, a lot of times they'll be in those meetings, and the people will be like, "Yeah, you shouldn't do this. You should probably do this." And the person's like, "You know what? I don't pay y'all to tell me what to do, but you do pay them to tell you what to do." And they're like, like "I'm just gonna do NFL, what I want to do." I know teams be like catching slander for like the trades they be making, but it'd be like, would you rather pick somebody that you like literally don't need at all? Or would you rather trade that to somebody for more picks and possibly like a player? But it's like the NBA don't be thinking like that yeah. for some reason. Who was it? Like, the King? I- wasn't it the, um, that the, the dude, one of the scouts for the Kings? Like he was, was he the king? It was either the Kings or the Suns. I remember I was reading the report about it, and he kept saying, "Draft Luca, draft Luca, draft Luca." No, it was the Suns. He was like, "Draft Luca, Luca and Devin Booker." He wanted that combination. He had, he had that what's called, he had so coached Luca and seen knew about Luca when he was younger, and he was like, "You need to get this Luca key. You need to get this Luca." And they were like, "No, we're not gonna get Luca." He's like, "You, you need to get Luca," and. They just thought they knew more than him. And he was like, this is literally my job to advise you. Get Luca. They went without Luca. He was so hot. And then he's like, <sighs> they asked him about it later. And they were like, yeah, so how do you feel? He's like, I can't like disclose that because of company secrets and all that other stuff. But you know what I said. Bro, it's just, it's crazy. It's Bro, just so crazy. He better than me because I would have been up there and like, what did I tell y'all? Ain't nobody fumbled a bag more than the Kings when they literally picked Marvin Bagley. <laughs> but oh, in their defense, Marvin Bagley was him in high school. Cause remember, it was him and Michael Porter Jr. Cause remember, he was um up there. He was a great under everybody else. And then he reclassified. And then next thing you know, it was him and Michael Porter Jr. were the two top people. He was dogging out in the Drew League. He went over there and he was balling out in college. He was shooting pretty well from the three-point line. They were like, okay, Marvin Bagley's him. And then he just didn't turn out to be him. I had a lot well, of I hype. Mean, in his first year, he was he was he was okay, yeah, yeah. His first year. But it's like for some reason in his second year, he just he stopped being aggressive and mm-hmm. he stopped making like easy layups mm-hmm. around the basket. And it's like uh, brother, that that's what you're here to do. Yeah, <laughs> I know you six eight, but like you're supposed to be dunking and laying up. That that's what you're here for. Uh, uber but, athletic, yeah. power forward that's supposed to be able to switch on there, play good defense, switch, and be an absolute bucket. They were saying he's supposed to be the KG. That was who he was. They said they had the next KG and Durant with Michael Porter and Marvin Bagley because Marvin Bagley could 
do everything and you know what we got? We didn't get that. Mm. We didn't get when that. we talk when we do these draft uh series, we're gonna talk about the Kings. <laughs> the Kings have like, messed I know up a lot. lot of bad drafting teams, but we Bloody Divock is gonna hear about this. We might have to do a whole entire episode on just the Kings because <laughs> I don't I'm not even gonna get into it. But yeah, well, we'll say that. We'll say that. Kings, we'll say actually. that. But the but yeah. But, King's going to hear. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a cool, cool episode. Um, I think we pretty much talked about everything we could talk about as far as the uh, NBA resuming. Um, yeah, be on the lookout for the uh, when we do the review of the last, y'all said last 20 drafts. The yeah, NBA I, said we, I said we do last you know. 20 years. Yeah. yeah, and as well as we got the uh, we're in next in our greatest of all time series. We got the small forwards coming up soon. It should probably be our next episode where we drop. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks again for listening to the Women Respect Us podcast. Um, we always ask that you remember to respect women, and most importantly, you always remember to respect yourself. Oh wait, wait, wait! All right, yes, I know I said Drew Brees is out of here last week, but he educated himself, I guess. So I guess he's not out of here now. <laughs> but all I'm going to say is... He's under review. It's pending. It's pending. That's what we're going to yeah. say for Drew Brees. But I know Tom Brady had the MAGA hat in his locker that one time. But Tom Brady would never do something like that. He was spraying down those players with a, with a water hose. I don't, I don't know. A they hose. called that training with... Y'all about to go on another rant. I thought we just said we couldn't. Drew Brees is not out of here yet. That's all. That's where we're going to leave it at. All right. Respect women. Respect your your queen. Respect your your mom, sisters. Yeah, all of them. All right. And we have lives matter. Right.